The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by the Michael. What is up, Michael? Hey, uh, I don't know. I've, I'm trying to figure it out. What, what, what do you know? What's up? I know it's uh, supposed to rain. It's been supposed to go. rain for quite some, some time, a few days now, and we've got a couple of drops. Nothing. Jack squat is what we have. Now we're into like this severe thunderstorm watch, and there was a huge uh, storm cloud south east of us heading east so, well i know where there is weather abilene or was beautiful, beautiful key city the key city has had some weather so the tech baseball game is currently on a delay which is fine by me because um yeah tech's down six zero and but they've been on a delay for at least an hour we're starting the, at nine ish maybe it says suspended and i don't know Maybe they what, called it. What the, uh, like, does that mean they're going to pick it up tomorrow? What's the, in the same ever lost in a coin toss? Call it. <laughs> Call it. Friend. He says it really weird. Friendo. Call it. You didn't know you were going to get my, <laughs> I forgot his name, Anton Chigur impression Sugar. today, did you? No, I didn't. It was fantastic, though. Uh, about as good as your uh, Tim Tadlock. No, don't play that. Nope, don't do that again. <laughs> Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Buenos noches. Um, so hopefully tonight goes well, recording-wise, technology-wise. Yeah, we'll this see. Really expensive piece of equipment that I've purchased twice. I guess technically three times. Uh, is sitting on my desk collecting dust now waiting to hear back from their support. I've got the microphone just directly, well, through this interface I got for Christmas, but directly tied in and just avoiding all that nonsense. So if it crashes, it crashes, then we'll just give up and uh, retire. I don't know. <laughs> that explains why I couldn't hear the intro and you just all of a sudden started talking. I thought, oh, okay, it's go time. Here we go. Well, I was playing it through the media on Riverside. You you weren't hearing that? No. Oh, well, when we do, uh, when we transition into uh, the other topics, I'll just, I'm quiet. You'll know I'm playing something. I'll follow your lead. I got this. And if it doesn't end up on the, on the recording, then there'll be a big gap of silence. I'll know exactly where to drop it in and editing. So there we go. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at, 
No, not, not at Spencer. I have nothing at Spencer. At punts suck. You can follow the show at 23 personnel. You can follow Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Y'all know we are proud members of the STP content network. You know where all those guys can be found. Michael's rocking a gambling gaucho shirt tonight and a 23 personnel cap. I just have the 23P cap on. I need some C and Scarlet merch, ladies. If they have merch, I feel bad for saying it but I, and not having any. So I need, I need to figure that out. And then I, I need one of those uh, Dinger Derby cage jackets. Oh, of course. Yes, I think those are very, very limited. <laughs> I think there's one. Kind of like, kind of like our caps. I think they're very, very limited edition. Yeah, this was a run of one, one of one Collector for each item. of our, each of our caps. Yeah, this this um, baby's going on eBay someday, and I, it's gonna get, it's gonna get some, uh, some clicks, maybe. <laughs> sure. Game um, game worn twenty three personnel hat, two thousand dollars a pop. What do you think about that? I would love it. Game love worn. It. And and it's it's I'm I'm selling it once I say that I'm leaving the podcast. So never. Do you get the reference? <laughs> no, I guess not. No, Davion Harmon was selling his game worn tech jerseys for like two grand a pop. You're welcome. And for his that, OU Harmon. jerseys. You're welcome. I can't. I can't with these kids. I mean, I I, I get it. I get it. These kids. I'm I'm just kind of I'm just kind of over it. Uh I interrupted you talking about the network. I'm sorry. No, I was going to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. We got baseball. We got football. I'm peeved enough with basketball to tell you that Bacho's going to Louisiana Tech. End of basketball. And, and that's that, <laughs> That's about right. There was some weirdness today with a guy with 200 followers trying to break that pop isaacs was in the was in the portal but then if you go through his history like he apparently had a blue check mark and had it taken away or whatever i don't know 200 followers trying to say that pop isaacs in the portal like okay dude believe when i see it uh football spring game this past weekend i was not there i watched it besides we'll talk about the format of a spring football game uh, Michael, because I've got some thoughts on that. Lots of baseball to talk about because we're in the stretch here. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> With all that, uh, I say we just go ahead and jump into baseball after I'm ready. we play the bumper. I don't know if you're going to hear it, but I'm going to play it. It's cool. I'll just chill silently. It'll be great. All right, here we go. Desloni picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home run, and he's got it into his own bullpen. Reps and some time because all the tools are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes, and the pitch is driven.
Michael, can I confess something to you? Please do. I found out three seconds into that why you couldn't hear it. <laughs> Not on the plugged in. No, no, no. On the media panel here in Riverside, there's a preview section, which if I play it, I can hear it as a producer. And the live section is it would broadcast to everybody. It's set to preview right now. So oh, okay. there will be a perfectly timed baseball bumper length of silence. It'll be great for me to just go and drop that in and the recording on the back end. But anybody watching now and Michael uh, just had to imagine it until, uh, you know, and, and, and until we get to the end here, until we get to the, uh, the full on produced piece. I'm going to go ahead and switch it to live if it plays again. Okay, it won't play. Uh, so we'll be good to go for football here in like an hour when we're ready for that and what we learned and <laughs> wrap it up with our our, uh, our closing. But uh, I'm still trying to figure because all that kind of stuff I did over here in the board, man, there were buttons that were color coded that I just over, reach over here and push the right color and it was good to go. And it would just play and as it was supposed to. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to, how to work Riverside, which I guess is a good thing that we didn't cancel yet because... Uh, we're leaning full into this thing now that we're not using the board. I did. I did spend an inordinate amount of time with their chat person for support yesterday. Yes. Trying to figure out. He said, Oh, oh the, the error message, error message you're getting is because your board isn't being recognized by your computer. And, or there is a, an issue with your browser settings. And he's like, and here's how you reset all that. I was like, okay, great. I did that. But he's like, I, I really can't help you with the board. You have to contact road. I was like, Okay, I've already submitted a ticket to road and, you know, they're notoriously slow because they're in Australia, mate. Oh, that's a different, Anyways. It's a different time of day there. Do you know that? It's a different day. The toilets flush a different direction. That too. Red Raiders are 29 and 13 on this season. Although they were in danger of dropping to 29 and 14 if the game were was going to be continued to play out the way it was down in Abilene because they were getting rocked by the Wildcats. Michael, how are you letting that happen? Um, going into tonight, they were Texas Tech was 66th in RPI. They were dropped from 62nd previously. And I'm going to take just a second here to rant on RPI because I think it's a just absolute garbage platform to judge a baseball team. Because apparently... When you defeat an opponent, they're like they take a hit on, you know, on 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 all their metrics, whatever. And ultimately, basically, what I'm trying to get is is it hurts your strength of schedule to win the games on 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 your schedule. The better you do, the further down you push your opponents, the weaker you make your own strength of schedule because you're winning your damn games. Where does that make sense? Or am I just completely off? Like, am I misunderstanding this? Because it seems like you win. This is what I'm, I'm, I picked up from something was in the R, a chat today, that winning actually hurts your strength of schedule, which is a major piece of this because how other teams are doing continues to put tax number, their RPI in, 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 in flux here because, I mean, you've lost one Big 12 series and you're the second best RPI conference in the, in the country. And granted your non-conference hasn't been great, but it's in the sixties. And yet your, your team rankings, according to those people that watch all the, all these games have you as 
as high as a 10th ranked team in the country. But RPI says you're 66th. Make that make sense, Michael. Make it make sense. I can make it make sense uh, because, I mean, I was looking into this a little bit, not to jump too far ahead, but ACU is, what are they, 80-something in RPI? They're 89th, and but they're currently fourth in their own conference. And Sam Houston is first in their own conference. Uh, they're 23 and 18. Tech plays Sam Houston, so I was looking them up a little bit. Sam Houston's RPI is abysmal. It's 129. But they're first in their own conference, including uh, beating ACU in a series and beating Grand Canyon in a series, who Tech played recently and who uh, is second in their respective conference. So I, I don't I don't get why Sam Houston is 129th, but then Grand Canyon and ACU are both 89th-ish, 90th-ish. I mean, Sam Houston played Baylor. They played Texas. They played Kansas State. They played LSU. They played some pretty good teams, but they're 129th in RPI. RPI does not make sense to me. And you worry about RPI for your postseason seeding. And right now, to be the big, the big factor, one of the big determining factors, like your net rating. Well, right, because because right now, if you were go on your team rankings, you are a super regional host. At 10th in the country, you're a super regional host. On your RPI, you're scrapping for a number three seed in the regional. Like that disparity is obnoxious and needs to be fixed. Because I get that there's like a, there's an eye test and like there's some kind of, you know, biases played into here's how we're going to make polls and rankings, all that kind of stuff. I understand that. And you want to have some kind of metrics attached to it. And RPI is meant to address that. But it's trash, man. It's trash. Um, So in the Big 12, after this weekend's series win versus Baylor, which where you dropped an RPI, again, make that make sense. No, I'm sorry. You, You moved up four spots. After going four and one this week, F you RPI, um, <laughs> you are tied for fourth in Big Twelve standings. Again, uh, we're going to harp on this until it's not true. You've lost one Big Twelve series and you're tied for fourth. That's Oklahoma State, who's first. Sorry, there's technically second. Oklahoma State has lost like three straight series. Make that make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. They've already played 18 games. Uh, they, yeah, they, they actually don't make sense. They don't play a series like a, they've got, sorry, they, they have two, they have two conference opponents left and they won't play them for two weeks because they're, they, they got way out ahead of everybody else. Whereas we, we, we've had some weekends off and we've played non-conference opponents. Oklahoma state has not. Uh, and then West Virginia has played 12 games again. Like they're way behind. They've got uh, one. They've got four conference series remaining starting this weekend. So first in the Big Twelve according to win percentage uh, in conference games is West Virginia. Uh, then Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas, and Texas Tech are technically tied at fourth, although they would have the head-to-head since they have the series sweep versus the Red Raiders. 
Oklahoma's bouncing back. They're up to uh, sixth. Their RPI is 50th, although at one point in time they were ninth in the conference. And then TCU on the outside edge of who could can, you know, conceivably compete for a big 12 title. Um, they're at seventh. Their RPI is 52nd. So between West Virginia at first, they've got eight conference wins and TCU at seventh, who has seven conference wins. The biggest difference in all that is the number of losses. Really, this thing is going to come up to just how well you perform down the stretch here. Uh, West Virginia, they've got, you know, they're, they're 23rd in RPI. They've got four conference series left. They are in Waco this weekend, home versus Oklahoma, home versus Texas Tech, in Austin versus Texas. If Oklahoma continues to play the way they've been playing recently, which is a lot better than they were, if Texas Tech can figure out how to not give up 1,700 stolen bases this weekend and play some decent defense, and if Texas isn't actually broken, West Virginia could tumble here. Or they could solidify themselves in first place. Oklahoma State in a couple weeks, they host Kansas State and then finish in Norman for the Bedlam series, Kansas State, uh, sorry, Oklahoma State is 24th in RPI, so West Virginia 23rd, Oklahoma State 24th, Kansas State 67th, right up there next to you. Uh, obviously, he's going to host Texas Tech this weekend, go on the road to Stillwater, and then back home versus TCU. Again, not the easiest three remaining series left on their schedule. I mean, they've got Texas, they've got two of the you know, teams that were picked to compete for the title for the conference. Kansas State's done well with their schedule so far. Uh, And then TCU again, if they can figure it out, could also send Kansas State reeling. Texas in Fort Worth, then at Lawrence, and then home versus West Virginia. Texas Tech, you know their schedule at at Kansas State, at West Virginia, home versus Kansas. Oklahoma, home versus Kansas. At West Virginia, home versus Oklahoma State. TCU, home versus Texas. Home versus Baylor at Kansas State. It's a wild wrap to this regular season. Really could see any number of teams winning it between West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and maybe even TCU. Yeah. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. 
The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I, Rank. I, I don't remember one being quite like this, but I guess maybe they're like this more often than I've noticed because, as you know, huge baseball. Uh, I'm, I'm always got the pulse. Well, at least at least in, in, in recent memory for, for me and for Texas Tech, it's been like Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, right? Or uh, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Texas Tech, and it's uh, it's coming down to like just a you know a series here, and you, you got to figure out like if you win that series, and if they lose that, or if you sweep here, or whatever. Um, right now, for Texas Tech to really be putting themselves into that kind of conversation, you really need to win like eight of your last nine conference games. Um, and it's, it's, it feels so ridiculous to be hurt so badly by a sweep, one sweep, one conference loss. Um, and you're, you're staring down like one conference series loss. And now we need to win out to be in the, in in the race for regular season title where teams like Oklahoma state have lost multiple series. Um, and, and they're, relatively comfortable up in their in their spot west virginia they have so many games left. i don't even know what to think about how they could finish not that i mean they, they, they've they've done well uh and they've they've got the opportunity to prove it texas but tech in terms of played 12 games good night they've got yeah like they've got 12 like i said oklahoma state who's out in front of everybody else they've got 18 uh most everybody else has has, has played 15 um Baylor's the only other team that's played 18. They're 6 and 12. Which is crazy because as bad as they sound, they're technically one win behind TCU, Oklahoma, Texas. I don't know. Because Texas and Texas Tech are at eight wins. Uh, for the Red Raiders, for the rankings, at least for this week, Baseball America has you at highest at 10th, perfect game at 13th, D1 Baseball 14th, National College Baseball Writers Association is 15th, USA Today 15th. And college baseball twenty two. Uh, you went two and one this past weekend versus Baylor. Um, you moved the Sunday game up 
from Sunday to Saturday into a doubleheader, trying to avoid some weather that unfortunately did not end up happening. Um, obviously, you can't really say like the doubleheader played, you know, the most into to you know deciding that that game was going to go the way it did. But you wish you had played on Sunday. Uh, I felt like you had the opportunity to kind of slow down the momentum that Baylor was building at the end of the first game, which would have been the Saturday game to then stop it going into Sunday with the day break. But you win Friday, you win the first game Saturday, then you lose on Sunday. Um, A sweep there would have done you a whole heck of a lot of good. That would have moved you up into, I guess a tie for third, Um, but in a much better position going down the stretch and not being able to close that out against the last place team in the Big 12 hurts. Um, Sunday pitching, man. Or just 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 p- pitching pitching decisions in general, right? Uh, I, I'm not going to go like game by game or inning by inning. But ha- I mean, one, one thing that really sticks out, that I think a lot of people are going to ask questions about, having Beckel in up by seven runs in the first game on Saturday makes no damn sense. Those innings should have gone to Ethan Coombs, to to uh, Jace Lopez, to any number of guys that have played and, and given you some meaningful innings, but aren't your best arm out of the bullpen. Now, I'm not saying that playing Beckel in, on Sunday would have won you the game. That's not what I'm trying to. I'm just saying like throwing your best reliever out into a game where you're up by seven runs. Makes no sense. You had some, you had, I wouldn't say beef, but you had some questions last week too with some of the. And it's easy for me to sit decisions. back here of on on Tuesday night and 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 poke holes into uh, into decisions that are like, well, look look what happened. Like they lost, so obviously these decisions were bad. Understand, like I'm 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 aware of my position saying like that was that was that was a questionable call but i i don't know like what else you can say about putting beckel in with a with a seven run lead you you need that you need that kind of arm i mean he was going to pitch on saturday regardless like he's been he's been well he's actually been pitching friday and sunday um you had a hell of an outing from molina so you didn't need him on on friday Molina went had a, had a at least a season best, and not a, a career best for him. Seven innings and just was phenomenal on Friday night. You didn't need his his you didn't need Beckel's work in innings then. Um, anyways, I just I don't know, man. Uh, you're in the middle of a suspended game versus Abilene Christian tonight. Uh, you're losing that one six to zero. Um, you know, I, I, I hated it when it happened and it, and it was easy to, to point out to when it was, when another team like the, like the Aggies were doing it, but I'm, I'm getting to the point where like, I'm kind of over the RPI system so much that I'm just like, screw the optics, just cancel every game. That's, that's going to hurt you. <laughs> like don't play Abilene Christian. Don't play Sam Houston state. Just play your conference games and, and just be done with it. Because right now, even winning these games, they're doing you no good. It literally no, like can I mean, only hurt you to play these games. And you need everything you can get. 
all, all they can do is get your players some experience, but it doesn't seem like it's going to move the needle on the analytics side of things and playoff breakdowns and where you may land, where you may end up. And then, yeah, like you said, I think it's after the Sam Houston series that Abilene Christian returns. They come, they come back to Lubbock mm-hmm. for that game that was so, canceled a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So like you said, maybe just give the guys a little extra time off. Just, just don't come back. That week. <laughs> just don't come back. You're not welcome in Lubbock. Just rest a little bit. Maybe there's going to be a really bad haboob that's that lands in Lubbock during that week. That could very well happen. Guys, I I, I can already see on the forecast it's it's going to be bad weather that day. Just just don't worry about it. It's going to be bad. You know that's why there's there was a double header before a perfectly normal February day in April. The next day this weekend, yeah, Sunday was fine. I, I mean, it was I fine had, enough. Had it been raining and 40 degrees, yeah, it would have been miserable. But it was it was probably no worse than with with how windy it was Saturday. Saturday was probably worse. Play two games in that versus just one, get it over with, and then play another one Sunday yeah. when it's a little chillier. It's fine. Uh, again, it, it's easy to look back and say, look, it didn't actually rain on Sunday. Of course. Why, why didn't we play I that know. game? I know. Why didn't we pitch that guy? Why did we pitch that guy? That's the beauty of having a podcast. Just... Three days later, Monday morning stuff yeah. out there. <laughs> Monday morning quarterback, Tuesday night pitching yeah. coach, whatever you want to call it. Um, j- just because like you're doing so well in, in some of these stats, I, I, I want to continue to give like these these national stats updates with just how how, how we we done a couple weeks now. Wow, throwing my stuff. Um, it did take you a while to do it versus Baylor, but you did turn a double play and you are now second in the country in double plays turned. Obviously you're first in the big 12 there. Uh, you could have, you probably could have grabbed first, uh, had, had the opportunity presented itself. It's not like you, you, you missed out on a bunch versus Baylor. I just didn't feel like there were a whole lot of opportunities. Uh, you're still scoring just a ton of runs. Uh, I think they talked about it a lot. I think you scored 24 runs in the first two games versus Baylor. You're up to eighth in the country and run scored first in the big 12. You're slipping a little bit and sacrifice flies. You're down tied for second. Come on guys, get that together. Uh, sixth in the country and walks second in the big 12, eighth and batting average first in the big 12, second and total number of hits first in the big 12 there 12th and on base percentage, but you're still first in the, in the conference there. You have you're still second fewest in the Big 12, and your batter is striking out. West Virginia is first. You'll see them in a couple weeks. Your fielding percentage continues to climb in the right direction. You're up to 224th in the country. So, not dead last. There are power four teams behind you. Uh, individually, Nolan Hester is fourth in the country and walks in 12th and on base percentage. There were a couple of at bats this weekend that he was a little aggressive on and like, Again, hindsight, you're like, hey, man, as a leadoff, leadoff guy, we need you to be a little more patient. We need you to you know, draw more pitches here, um, which hurts his on-base percentage. But had he had he jumped over, like, I'm thinking about the, the, the time, I think it was a Saturday game. He came in, he was a first batter up to a new, new pitcher, bases were loaded, first pitch, he swung and had a pop fly out, out to center. So one, you can say, hey, we need the leadoff guy to be more patient and, and, and to work more pitches. Second, or on the flip side, you're like, 
as a leadoff guy, if you're able to jump all over the first pitch and just be super aggressive, I think that is even more damaging than like, we're going to run his pitch count up. So like, I, I don't, I don't have any fault with Nolan Hester and his, his weekend. I mean, he's so dang good. Kevin Bazell first in the country and doubles. Um, it's almost automatic. He gets up there and hits a double Gavin mash. There it is. I don't, I don't I'm still not like in love with that one, but Gavin cash, Tied for third in the country and hits. And, and, and we talked about it last week how he was uh, he was far enough out of the lead for home runs. Like, well, he still got some time to compete. Well, after this weekend, he's moved up to second in the country in home runs, first in the Big Twelve. That guy from Florida, Jack Caglianoni, Caglianone, whatever. He's got twenty three on the on the on the season so far. Gavin Cash Mash has 20, so he's still a, a few behind him. But he's second in the country in RBI. Uh, and not to, to, to Caglianoni from Florida. So I, have, I would he, like he's, to submit... He's doing more with his home runs than, than the, the Gator is. I would like to submit a name for a Gavin Cash home run. Okay. Cash Blast! <laughs> What about Cash Smash, which I think is on, on on some of the tweets, but that's hard for me to say. Cash, cash Smash, Cash Smash, Cash, Cash Smash, Cash Smash. Mary so Cash Smash. Is that is that is that kind of playing off of the Germ Blast? Yeah, I guess it is. Germ Blast. <laughs> cash Smash. Not even intentionally. Cash, cash Blast. blast. <laughs> um. Troubling stats, you're still giving up just a ton of uh, successful stolen base attempts. Baylor was four for five this weekend, so now your opponents are 62 of 77 on this season, while Texas Tech is 25 for 31. Uh, So a little more than twice as many times as somebody attempted a stolen base against you. And it still, it still holds true. Your higher slugging percentage re- reducing the number of stolen base attempts or opportunities you're, you're going to have. So there's that you are 16th in the country nationally and slugging percentage. Those two things being the same thing. Um, around the conference, your pitching has given up the second most number of walks. Uh, but Turning in the right direction, your pitching has now given up only the third most home runs. It had been first for a while. Your pitching staff had given up the most home runs. Slowed down past couple of weeks. You dropped to third most. So what is that? Seventh? You've given up the seventh. Anyways. We talked about the four and one week. You 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 did sweep the Tuesday Wednesday midweek versus Grand Canyon. Um, again, this was a team that you had you would look you were looking forward to, especially on the return trip. You didn't you didn't fare well against them last year, and I think these were the first wins that a Tim Tadlock team has had against Grand Canyon. Uh, and they've got a couple dudes on their roster. They've got a couple uh, kids of big leaders or um, guys that are projected to go high in the, in the draft. I think their, their shortstop is a, is a potential first rounder. Uh, there's center fielder, uh, was it Homer Bush jr. As projected, projected to, to, to go pretty, pretty high, highly, uh, you beat them six, one on Tuesday, 11, six on Wednesday. Uh, so you, you, you took care of business there again. It, 
with their RPI and you being at home didn't really do anything for you there, except for didn't yeah. have you tumble. Because had you lost one of those games, your RPI would be like 80s. Oh, sure. It's just so screwed. The Baylor series, you like I said, one Friday and then the first game on Saturday. Uh, at one point on Friday, because you had a... What was that? A, it was a five-run first inning on Friday night. No, was that, was, that, was, that, was, no that was Saturday. That was, Saturday. That was the first game Saturday. Uh, yeah. But you did score first in the Friday game, uh, one in the first, one in the third, and then six. You had a sixth spot in the fourth, one in the fifth, and then one more in the eighth to win that one, 10 to one. Um, You're pitching on the night. Uh, there it is. Mason Molina went seven innings, gave up two hits, no runs, one walk, 12 strikeouts on 106 pitches. So those are at least season highs for Molina in terms of innings pitched, strikeouts, and pitches thrown. He moves it four and two on the season. Andrew Devine came in to finish the game, went two innings, one hit, one run, and two strikeouts. Keith mentioned in his write-up that Molina retired 14 guys in a row at one point. That that's uh that's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. Pretty we are talking about we were talking about Ryan Free. Was it last weekend when he went 15 in a row with nine strikeouts in that in that mix? And that's a reliever. But you needed to start like this. You shut up. My watch is trying to talk to us. It wants to join in on the conversation. Your watch can talk. Well, yeah, it, I activated Siri on some level. Oh, okay. It it's always listening. So whenever it's like, it is. oh, I, I I have something to say here, it just jumps right in. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to see this kind of bounce back because Molina did not have a great outing last weekend. I think he went two innings or whatever it was, and you're like, man, our, our starting pitching, we went from having six bona fide starters and like, you got nobody. Uh, and then he comes out and saves your bullpen, throws seven innings like, like he did. Uh, and then you got to a guy that's been good for you in the past, but has been a little, I wouldn't say struggling, but uh, hasn't been the guy you've called on high leverage situations. Andrew Devine had him come in and be able to close that game out um, to allow your your Kyle Robinsons, your Brennan Gertons, your uh, Brandon Beckles to hold off for the rest of the weekend. Saturday, the, the first game on Saturday, you jumped out five in the first inning. You added one more in the second. Uh, Baylor did score. So they 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 tied the game in the top of the sixth. They had scored one run in the second and then five in the sixth to get it to six all. And then when you came up to bat the bottom of the sixth, you put up four in the sixth, one in the seventh, and then three in the eighth to get up to 14 to six. Baylor then put up three in the ninth uh, to make it a little more interesting, but in, you end up winning this game 14 to nine. Um, Trinan Parrish was your starter. He goes five innings, gave up six hits, four runs, one walk, five strikeouts. Ryan Free went two innings, uh, didn't have his best outing, uh, but does get the win. Um, two innings, three hits, two runs, both of those earned, one walk, four strikeouts. Then Brandon Beckel comes in, just absolutely tanks his ERA. <laughs> two innings, not really tanks, but two innings, three runs, all three of those earned, two walks to five strikeouts. Uh, speaking of ERA, he is sitting at, 
Uh, let me pull it up real quick. He is at 1.88. Um, so, yeah, so this really tanked him. Well, after the Stanford game, he was down to 0.79. Now that, that 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 was a couple of appearances ago uh before then so he he pitched at Oklahoma and it got up to 1 1.09 then he pitched uh on the Tuesday game and what would have been a, a midweek bullpen session for him he pitched and got it down to 1.01 but then those three earned runs man in the game he had a 13.5 ERA but for the season he's at 1.88 28 and two thirds inning innings pitched surrendered only six earned runs, 44 strikeouts to 10 walks. Even after that outing, I would, I would still count on Beckle every day of the week, man. Um, fry fry free. Uh, like I said, didn't have his greatest performance on Saturday, but for him on this season, he's got 29 innings, so he's he's actually a, a, just, just a little bit ahead, but one out ahead of Beckel. Uh, he's got a 310 ERA, and that gap, like it feels big in the numbers, but like he's he's so he's so good. Uh, he's given up 20 hits and 10 earned runs over 29 innings. So you leave Saturday, the first game Saturday. You've you've scored 24 runs. You're in a great position to win this. Like you've already won this series. You want the sweep, uh, and it goes back to something uh, I know. I know Keith has, has talked about it. Or he's repeated it a couple of times, but something that, that the team has talked about, Tadlock has talked about, that championship teams win on Sunday. Uh, and while this wasn't a a game on Sunday, it was a Sunday game. Um, you lacked the killer mentality to put this team away uh, and lose this game, the, the third game of the series. Uh, six to four Baylor does score first. So, uh, add that to the trend of a team that scores first ends up winning this game. They score two in the third. You tie it in the bottom of the fourth You get one in the third, one in the fourth. Uh, Baylor gets one in the sixth. You take the lead. No, you don't. Uh, you tie it in the seventh, two, three. Yeah. One, two. Yeah. You tie it in the bottom of the seventh, three all I, I, I can do math. Uh, Baylor then re- responds with three more of their own in the top of the eighth. Uh, you get one back in the bottom of the eighth, and then that ends the scoring. Um, Kyle Robinson takes the loss here as he was on the mound. He went four and two-thirds in relief there, gave up seven hits, three runs, all three of them earned. So those were the ones in the eighth. One walk and four strikeouts. Jacob Rogers got your start. He only went two and a third. Three hits, two runs. Ethan Coombs comes in and goes two-thirds of an inning, uh, records two strikeouts, so those are his two outs. And then Brendan Gurton comes in for the last inning and a third of the Sunday, what would have been the Sunday game, the second game on Saturday. One and a third inning, three hits, one run, not earned, one strikeout. So Gurton's role, uh, I I I don't know if you would have needed him any other any any other point of the weekend. Because he's been he's been pretty good, uh, at more of as like a long reliever and, and kind of a high leverage guy. There wasn't really any other any other opportunities or any other situations or scenarios that you would call on him. But him going from a a weekend starter to taking up an inning is kind of a a pretty stark contrast. Um, 
So you you didn't hold them there. Kyle Robinson um, has been has been a little inconsistent, and I think that's that's been the the name of the frustrations this season. You've been so young, uh, and your pitchers have been just inconsistent at times when you really needed them to, and they're just like found ways. No, sorry, that that that, that was going to sound really harsh. You haven't found ways to lose. You've just not been at the top of your game, uh, and it has come back to bite you. Let's put it that way. Because it's not, you know, it's perfectly acceptable to not be perfect every game or every outing or every inning or every pitch that you throw, right? Um, sometimes you can get into, like, you can get into a lot of trouble and and the score get really lopsided with just one pitch or one swing of the bat, Right. Like if you walk a couple guys or if there's an error that has nothing to do with you, like as a pitcher, you did well, you, you, you got a ground ball and then there's a fielding error or a throwing error behind you and there get guys on the base paths and then you miss one pitch and a batter just destroys it and puts up three runs. You're like, well, <laughs> that has nothing to do with me, but now the game's out of, out of hand and, and we're going to lose it. Um, you know, it's, all that to say, it's like, it's, it's difficult to, to put that like at the feet of like, Hey, you need to be perfect every outing. So when a guy like Kyle Robinson comes in and gives up three runs, like, like he's been, he's been really good at times this season, but also has, has struggled. And that's just going to highlight some of the, the inconsistency you see. And it hasn't just been Robinson, right? I'm not, I'm not saying it's him. It hasn't just been Mason Molina or Gurton or Beckel giving up a couple of runs and his ERA ballooning to 1.8. Right. It's just, I don't know, man, it's, this is the game of like this, this game is, is, is weird that way. This season has been weird that way. Like, it's like, I'm just going to continue to harp in until it's, it's not true. Like you've lost one series mm-hmm. and you're, it's your fourth, feels like a lot worse than that. Yeah. You, you just wrote. Yeah. You, 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 you got swept in Austin and, and, and that the way that they keep losing is not, 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 not helping either, but, um, it, it's been, I think, really frustrating. And, and this is something that we talked about last week with Rob, like that you haven't been able to win that Sunday game and get the sweeps you set yourself up for. Had you won Friday and Sunday, but lost on Saturday or lose Friday, then win Saturday, Sunday, we probably would have felt a lot better. Like, oh man, if we could just kind of fit, figure out like the, the, the starting rotation or the early weekend, you know, relievers situation, that's one thing. But with it happening a lot last weekend, oh, sorry, last season, not being able to win Sunday, and now this year too, you're like, mm-hmm. you're, you've set yourself up to to sweep so many times, you just haven't been able to close it. It's a little frustrating. Yeah, and frustrating I mean, just how 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 detrimental it's been, right? Like I said, you've lost one series and you're fourth, right? Fifth, even versus Iowa, Tech wasn't able to get the sweep. I know that doesn't count, but well, you didn't sweep like another. North Dakota State either. Correct, but that was one of those where you lost the first one. Yeah, then you so, got the other two. This weekend, Kansas State, they are twenty six and sixteen, nine and six in the Big Twelve, sixty uh, seventh in RPS, so right there behind you at sixty sixth. Uh, they were seventy ninth in RPI last week where they went two and two. They won two games, Michael lost two games and jumped up 12 freaking spots in the RPI. 
You oh, know and how, how they did it? How'd they do it? They won two games on the road. <laughs> because well, that, that's where it really makes sense. Uh, Keith had posted in Discord just earlier. West Virginia. You know, we, we said they were 23, I think, when we started this podcast. They're already 18 in RPI. And I'm trying to find out why. I guess they beat somebody that matters tonight. Uh, were they playing Pitt tonight? Well, they lost. Oh, so no, wait. never mind. No, he doesn't. He didn't say. Let's see. Let's see. All right. His post before that was different. You said West Virginia. Yeah, they're 30 and 11. So they, they would have won their game. Uh, who'd they play tonight? Pitt. No, that was last okay. week. Penn State. They beat Penn State tonight. 14 to 2 at home. Now let's see. Was is Penn State any good in RPI? Like, okay, who's Penn State? <laughs> Penn State any good? I don't think they are, but let's let's go check it out. Wake Force is tumbling in RPI. They're not done to four. Wake Force, one of those like sneaky teams like Whenever I'm I'm doing like the statistical updates uh, and all that kind of stuff, like they've got guys at the top all all over the place, and, and they lead a bunch of different categories. They're one of those teams like you wouldn't know it as not following uh, that team or that conference, you know, from a Big Twelve perspective. Like they're probably pretty dang good. Oh, right, I'm I'm still scrolling in the RPI and I have not found Penn State. They are one. I found them. They are 115. Now, what in the freak? Is this right? They, is this right? Is he they're going to jump. They're going to jump up five spots for beating a 115th RPI team at home. Hang on a second. Let me make sure the context is right here. Did I, did I misinterpret this? Why did I just Have I started that? something? You did. No, because now I'm, now I'm, now I'm getting a little mad. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. Let's see. Okay, so it's in the stickball channel. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's been updated on on the NCAA website. They're still shown as twenty third. Where are they? Uh, where are they seeing the like a live RPI? Oh, here we go, live RPI from Warren Nolan. This is great. Uh, West Virginia up to eighteenth. Five spots. War Nolan, you should just shut your whole damn side down. Nobody cares. You suck at this. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Five spots for beating a team 100 spots lower than them at home. Well, they beat the crap out of them, too. 14 to 2. Make it make sense, Michael. I can't, man. I cannot make. I cannot make it make sense. A Tuesday midweek game. Just a one-off game. Is it a quote-unquote rival? No, because they, they, they weren't playing Pitt. Well, they've got Is like eight, a rival factor? Eight non-conference games against them. Sam Houston sm- has been smacking the crap out of A&M. They're up eight to two. But... Say that we make fun of them. We're also down by six runs. Okay, so 
What are we talking about? Were we talking about Kansas State? Hold on. I'm posting in the... <laughs> okay. Yeah, we were talking about Kansas State and how you need to win this one. Um, they are, like I said, right there at, RP, at the RPI with you. So assuming since this, this series is on the road, if Tech Tech were to win these games, you would get a bump. Um, but I think the past few minutes of, of us talking and, and looking this up just goes to show that RPI makes no damn sense and we really shouldn't pay attention to it. We're, we're the 10th best team in the country and Kansas State's unranked, so we should go in with their ass. That's what, I'm, there we what go. I'm saying. That's that's the analysis. That's what I was looking for. So they go 2-2 two and two last week and move up 12 spots in the RPI. Uh, they lost to an 88th RPI Wichita State and then won a, a, a road series versus UC Irvine, who is 44th, 2-1. to one. So credit, they won a series on the road against an RPI 44 team. But that feels like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, oh, look, RPI matters because they beat an RPI good team. And now look, the RPI matters. If you say that it matters enough, it matters. It's like BPI and net rankings and quad one, two, three, four, five, whatever it is in baseball now. It's like believing... It's like believing Bitcoin's worth actual money. It, if enough people believe it, it matters. And it's worth it. Well, everything is like that. If you want to get into some <laughs> macroeconomics. You really want to? <laughs> like supply and demand. Are we getting into I, religion, I, Spencer? Where are we going? No, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about like supply and demand. Like if we're talking about the value of something. It's, it's only what somebody's willing to pay for it. Uh, hotel rooms in the Permian are no longer five hundred dollars a night. No, they're four seventy nine. <laughs> it's a steal. Gonna go uh, to the Finnegans over in Monahans. By God, <clears throat> is it so, Finnegans? <laughs> are they still having like locations open? Who knows? There's like, I think the one in Monahans is one of the few Finnegans. In the continental U.S., I think they even tried to. I swear, I looked this up on the. Do podcast. they still have a? Do, do, do they still have like a Hollywood Video too, or a blockbuster? <laughs> they just twenty years behind. I think, or or ahead. Streets yeah, ahead is where they are coming back, man. We just don't know yet. I think, I think there was a Bennigan's in, in Dubai or something, <laughs> something crazy. That always reminds me of a. Uh, I can't remember what 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 movie this was, but. And I'm, I'm going to get the actress. I, I think it was Jennifer Aniston. She works for a restaurant like Bennigan's and she's talking about like how much flair she has to have on her apron. Yeah, and it's office space. Office space. Okay, good. <laughs> the restaurant was called Tchotchkes. All right. Which makes sense that you have a bunch of crap on your, your apron. Yeah. Um, Kansas state, not great starting pitching. I'm, I'm looking at the guys that they, they've got with, with a bunch of innings that they, they throw at a bunch. Um, We've got two guys that have started 10 games. Sorry. Yeah. And one of them started 11. Uh, Fajardo, Fajardo, whatever you want to call it. His ERA is 499 with a whip of 1.5. Opponents batting 260 against him. Owen Barama, uh, 437 ERA with a whip of just under 1.5. Opponents are batting 280. Um, the rest of their bullpen, I mean, they've got a guy that only one other guy that has, uh, sorry, two other guys that have, 
opponent batting average is around a hundred. Uh, Corey Kaylee, sorry, Corey Cater. My, my, my contacts are decided right now is the time to mess up. Um, he's thrown three innings. So and the other guy has thrown 30 innings. So this is a guy you probably need to pay attention to Tyson neighbors, uh, 30, 30 and a third innings, 0.89 ERA, a whip of 0.6, uh, 18 appearances on the season, but no starts. You could also see Jackson Wentworth as a starter. He's gone eight starts this season. Uh, 8.72 ER. That, that's more like a, a midweek type of guy. But not great starting pitching from the Wildcats. Um, let's see. They've got a, they've only got two batters above 300 uh, in terms of average. Brady Day is batting 351. Cash, Rugley, Rugely, whatever you want to call it. 307. And then one guy real close to 300, Nick Godwin, at 295. Um, their leader in home runs. They've got two guys that have uh, 10 or more home runs. Nick Godwin has 10. Roberto Pena has 11. Uh, but then like, it's kind of spread out. What they're really good at, Michael, is taking walks. They lead the country and the conference in walks. Uh, Brady Day's got 38. Cash Rugley, 37. Uh, Brandon, jo- Brandon Jones, 36. Nick Godwin's got 30. Um, this team just works a bunch of walks. Uh, and then the other thing, let's see if I can get over to it. Stolen bases. I think they're, they're up there too. Uh, Cole Johnson is eight of 13 on the season. Uh, Roberto Pena, seven of seven, Brady day, seven of 10. Um, they, they've got some guys that can steal a base on you. Their team, uh, defense nine seventy five, which is, a just a few ticks higher than Texas Tech's, so they're not gonna not gonna give you a whole bunch of free passes there on on the season. They've committed a total of thirty seven errors, which I think Texas Tech has done that in a weekend. So you need to play Pretty clean baseball. Baseball. Yeah, they, they they have played some played some error free baseball. I think when we look at, at Kansas State being solid and what they've done this season. There's not like one thing you can point to like, oh, they're really bad here. Starting pitching, maybe. Uh, or just their their pitching in general. Offensively, they look to be pretty sound. Um it's just one of those things like you're gonna be on the road. You need to, you know, play better on the road this year. Uh, and you need to win too. You need to win too. So after that, you you don't have a midweek next week, unless Unless Abilene Christian gets thrown in here somewhere. Uh, the schedule has you hosting Sam Houston. I, I I say you just you just write this one off and you cancel it. They are 12, think, 23 and 18. Well, I have. But before we get to that, I, it's just okay. dawned on me. I, I think the good Lord doesn't want us to play Abilene Christian. Why is that? Well, both games have been canceled for weather so far. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because the one, one was that was supposed Lubbock, to... and one was in Abilene. And still yeah. weather. I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna put that in the, the Slack chat, but I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you credit. Yeah, I don't I don't think he wants us to to face off against the Wildcats. 
You've heard of RPI? Well, how about G-O-D? That's what I go by. That's who's in my strike zone. I'm trying to think of other things. What else can I say? Okay. That's that's who I've got in the bullpen. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that, that that was making me think of those uh, those ridiculous ad reads they they kind of placed into uh, major league, like the very beginning, <laughs> like pieces of like uh, like embedded ads into movies and 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 uh, paid placements and that kind of thing, like when they had the American Express. Anyways, it just made me think of like that. That sounded for whatever reason like there was an embedded ad into Major League. Um, I fully, fully acknowledge that I, I, I railed on the Aggies for doing it, but man, I just, I'm just, I'm so sick of RPI. I'm just like, just cancel the series with Sam Houston next weekend. Twenty three and eighteen, fifteen and six. They are 129th in RPI. Will do nothing but hurt you. They're first in the whack. Grand Canyon is second. Uh, Abilene Christian's fourth. You said in the whack. Yes, yes. Um, they have lost. They have lost to both Grand Canyon and Sam Houston. No, no. They 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 won the Grand Canyon series. Ah, crap. Sam Houston beat them both. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, but they did lose seven to six to Baylor. They lost seven to five at Texas. Uh, they did beat Kansas State in a neutral site, and they won the series against Abilene Christian. But we'll get to them next week. This week, our eyes are on uh, ducking Abilene Christian because of of our of our good Lord and the and the weather. <laughs> That's it. And then looking ahead to this weekend, Kansas State, where you need to get at least two games. Got to win on the road. Has not gone well. On the road. No. Let me see. Let's go back. You've we gotten better. You won the series against Oklahoma on the road. Three and six on the road this year. Uh-huh. And your first road win was at Stanford. And then you took two more from Oklahoma. So you had a little three-game win streak there. But then Pretty couldn't good. close it out on Sunday. Another opportunity to sweep a series and missed it. Um. All right. Or tonight. <laughs> Should have started the game sooner. Maybe. You uh you ready to talk about some spring football? Oh boy, am I. I have so I really don't have it. yes, I am. All right. This should actually play this time, but let's get into some football. Chuck keeps himself. Made two guys miss touchdown. Two now the end zone picked up. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? 
Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Six Jeffers! Slider able to escape, and then picked off! To throw Wide open. That's a man downfield. And Texas Tech finds the end zone. It's McLean Mannix. Brooks to the left side. To the five. Touchdown. Red Raiders. Smith. Find a little time. Throwing to the back of the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Tied at 38. Three seconds to go. 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good. It is good. All right, so the spring game, Michael, was this weekend. Uh, you were in attendance, were you not? I was. I was there. How, how I, was uh, the uh, the in-person atmosphere? How was the experience? You know, parking sucked, but uh, it was really cool to see a full stadium. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd call it full. I'm sure on a Friday night, it's it's 
got a lot more people there. But that was always the kind of one negative about having a spring game at a 70,000-seat stadium. It just felt super sparse. Mm-hmm. So having it, having it at Lowry Field, I mean, people had plenty of room. There wasn't anything. It's not like you were being sitting on top of people and or something, but man, it was, it was a good solid crowd. It felt, it felt good. It felt like there was a lot of people there. So I liked that. Uh, the, the PA guy needed to work a little bit more on pronunciations and you mean they didn't get Curtis Parrish to do it? No, it was not. Isn't the standard guy that over there for a, for, for Lowry, like, hey, man, we just need you here on the weekend. We're calling I don't him know. I mean, he might have just been a guy that worked at Plains Capital that they pulled in. I mean, Fungi was a really tough one. There were a lot of tough <laughs> and, ones. And he had a he got himself a game. He was he was yeah. he was a really big part of it. Well, because especially on in this, it you know, the the stadium announcer usually calls whoever tackles and uh you know, makes the offensive play or whatever. And and so most of the time people will give you some grace, but this time all the fans knew both players' names. I'm like, okay, come on, man. <laughs> let's let's get it going. Um like, so, have have you been to a tech game? Like, do you know anybody in the right. roster? <laughs> right. I swear he called Baron Morton um like Brennan one time. Something like that. Oh no. Yeah, I, I really think I'm I, I'm with you. I don't know if he has witnessed a Texas Tech game in the last three years. But I did enjoy the atmosphere. Um, like I said, parking was kind of a, a pain, but whatever. Uh, they had food trucks and stuff set up. We didn't really partake in that. Did you get my, to see any had, of the uh, of the picadors? I did. I sat next to I sat next to uh, El Conquistador picador. I sat next to Rob himself. Oh, there you go. That's what he should start calling himself. Just Rob himself. <laughs> This is Rob himself. <laughs> Rob himself here with the Sorry, Gauchos. You, you, you were saying something. Gauchos. <laughs> Sorry. I love when he does that. No, um, yeah, he, he let us know in the Discord where he was, so we walked over to him. He was on the he said he was sitting on the visitor's side to be impartial. So that's what we did. So we went over there too to be impartial as well. Uh and really great seats. Just I don't know. I, I did enjoy having it at Lowry. I think that's kind of cool. Um, I think it would be a, a, a neat concept to have a spring game. Cause I know they do something like that in Midland, but it makes sense. Cause in Midland, the Jones stadium does not exist in Midland. So you've got to go to a high school stadium, but I liked it. I mean, I don't, you're in and out in a couple hours. I mean, I don't think people, I think people can go that long without drinking a beer. It's really not that big a deal guys. And then you just go drink a beer afterwards. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't have any issue with it. I think they should do it at Cooper and Friendship. And I can't think of the other schools in town, Monterey, Estacado, Lubbock High, whatever. I think they should kind of float it around sometimes for whatever can hold four to 5,000 people, I'd guess. You know, really. Yeah, I you may not want to go to no offense to Slayton, but you may not want to go to Slayton or Level Land or something like that. But or shallow water, Abernathy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, no offense. Someone's going to be like, "Well, what the hell's wrong with New Deal?" I'm like, okay, hang on. 
Nothing. <laughs> New Deal New still stadium holds like 1,200 people or whatever it is. So, Yeah, uh, they've got John Deere colors. I mean, why wouldn't I like it? Hey, there's a that's microphone that's stand that's there. I'm talking about that's I know, I've hit about that it. microphone stand like 19 times today. Uh, um, I was back to the actual game though. <laughs> it was it was funny and sad and just like it couldn't help but just laugh. Like we talked about it like before. Uh, not throwing a pick six on the second play of the Ooh. game, and he threw an interception on the first play of the game. <laughs> now, granted, it was it was tipped. Um, but there were a lot of tipped balls. There were a lot there, of tipped passes. There were. Uh, which leads me to I, and it's something I, I noticed as I was watching it. I, I watched it. Uh, I watched part of it on Saturday, and I watched the rest of it today, or I watched a, a, a lot of the rest of it. Today. I didn't finish it. My biggest takeaway: fourth quarter. Whoa! Uh, so I, I got to the point where they were running like their fourth and fifth quarterbacks as running backs. I was like, I, I, I think we're done. There were we were joking. There were three quarterbacks out on the field almost every snap in that fourth quarter and we like we were thinking Kitley is just living the dream right now yeah because he had a he had, this is his this is his uh nirvana he had Jake Strong there in at quarterback then he had Cooper LeFaber from Cooper uh as a receiver and then he had the other guy I can't remember his name as as a running back yes that 511 dude that was plowing through people he was one of the highlights yeah. of of that fourth quarter stretch and and if, if you want to if you want to run a, a Jayden quarterback, Morris. Jaden Morris, you want to run a quarterback. Five eleven, two ten. There was that guy that transferred in from Virginia who played quarterback, uh, who's now playing linebacker. Like that, that's kind of a bowling ball. You 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 can put in it like a, a quarterback power type of thing. Like just hand it to him and have him run. Mm-hmm. That's probably a little too. Uh, like we're, we're we're declaring the the play before we even do anything by putting that guy out there. Anyways. Um, Going back to the the tip passes, uh, one, you didn't play with Jalen Hutchings or uh, Tony Bradford on on, on Saturday. However, they were there. They were, they were there. Out, though. Your defensive line is going to be so good. They're so with, tall. I mean, the linebackers too. Everybody. Well, and then and then like as I was like. Uh, uh, it kind of expanded from your defensive line to your outside linebackers. Then I was like, there's not really a hole. And I was like, okay, well your, your middle linebacker group may be your weakest spot, right? Because you've got your two super senior corners coming back in Malik Dunlap and, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. What, what was his name? The other Rabbit? corner that no, the other corner that's coming back. Malik Dunlap, Rashad Williams. Okay. So they're coming back. Uh, Rabbit's coming back as a safety. You got Baskerville in, who immediately made, made his presence though with, the, with that interception on the first play. Uh, you got Tyler Owens, who made some plays last year and, and is stepping up. And then you're like, like your 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 defensive line, Bradford, Hutchings, Miles Cole was all over the field. Harvey Dyson was making a name for himself. Like, hey, but like he's going to be a piece to this rotation. Uh, Steve Linton, um. Your defense, I think, could be really, really good this year. And 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 this is coming from like you don't want to read too much into a spring game. But I'm looking at the guys that were here last year, uh, the 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 not projection, but the the progression of some of the guys you've already had 
uh, and you can kind of kind of see where they're going. And then returning production that you're getting back, like I said, from your corners, from Rabbit, uh, guys like Hutchings and Bradford is like your defense could be really really good. I I'm I'm still kind of want, wanting to see the the offensive line kind of gel. I don't, I don't think they had a bad game. They, they they certainly found some success running the ball. And you don't know how well they did in pass protection because the way that the the, the quarterbacks yeah. are protected in, in games like this. But well, with, it was always so bogus when Shuck would keep it, like when he would. Yeah, you know, like uh, the, the, the you don't the, know anything. The quarterbacks don't get a true feel for like when they would have kept it or when they would have thrown it away. You don't get a good feel like when they actually blow the whistle. Like, would that have been a sack or would he been able to get out of that? Or, anyways, offensive line. I think I've I've got some hopes for Monroe Mills at left tackle. Um, Cole Spencer, left guard, Rusty Sots at center, uh, Dennis Wilburn, right guard, and then is it Caleb Rogers or is he gone? I think so. Either way, the offensive line could be really good. Uh, other things offensively, I think, um, Miles Price is obviously going to be a, a, a big part of the offense. He was really highly targeted during the game, and it may be because that was just kind of like. You already know that, and obviously it's a very vanilla type of exhibition here. Um, Loic Fungi may should be on the first team outside receivers. He was running a lot with the twos. Uh, I, I I think he he really had a good game. One thing, as always, we'll need to do is uh, we'll need to grab a roster with the new numbers and go over everything because Fungi's wearing a new number. Um, Jordan Brown, the transfer from Kansas, is wearing a new number. Um, so all those things. Taj Brooks is going to be really good. Cameron yeah. Valdez was pretty good. They were they were a little bit light in, in running backs. Bryson Donnell didn't play, um, which is why I think you saw like the fifth string quarterback running. Um, I'd hope to see some from Dre McRae, and I don't think he was targeted at all. Uh, your your tight ends were, were were fairly limited. Mason Tharp didn't play. Baylor Cup was only out there for a little bit. It was a lot of Henry Teeter. Um, Offensively, like I, I, I didn't take a whole lot from. It. I, I, I just thought defensively, like there were just pieces of it, and just like the thought would come to my head, like your defense could be really, really good this year. Um, yeah, or I'd, it could be, it could be, it could be as good and, and better than it was last year, and and that's saying something because you were pretty good in year one under, uh, the new coaches and the new s- system and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think Jordan Brown shown showed some flashes and at wide receiver kind of that slot position. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean the, the defense without your, your top two guys on the front were causing a lot of pressure. Uh, they, they, especially in pass protection, you know, like you said, the, the line was able to move them a little bit to, to get some running room for the running backs, but man, pass protection was breaking down pretty quick on a lot of this stuff, these guys were rolling and moving and, um, you know, being forced into some bad decisions and having mm-hmm. guys in their face to tip balls. And I mean, both of them did it and they both played with the ones and they both played with the twos. Like uh, the first quarter shut came out with the ones. It was ones versus ones. And Morton's was twos versus twos in the first quarter. And then second quarter it switched. Yeah. So Morton came out, with the ones versus ones. And then he had a pretty long series. And then I think Shuck came in 
with the twos. And then Shuck may have gotten to go again after Morton's quick interception. I, I can't remember. But yeah, they, they did kind of, they kept it like McGuire said he would. You know, he didn't want twos versus ones. So um, he kept it that way, but they did switch the quarterbacks and have them go with, with both groups. Do you have any thought of like who you'd want to be QB1 in September? Or is it just like, I, I don't really care because we've seen both of them do really well. Shuck obviously was really, really good the times he was healthy and like eight and one as a starter. When Baron Morton was in, like there were obviously times as a freshman that he was a freshman, but there were obviously times like his starting against Oklahoma State, you're like, holy crap, this guy is going to be good. Like, yeah. Because for me, like, I, I honestly, right now, April 25th, whatever today's date is, like, I couldn't care less because I like them both. And, like, last season, I was like, it's got to be Shuck because Morton's un, un, untested, whatever. Donovan Smith, he's he's good, but not that great. Uh, you know, not not, not to be the, the starting quarterback here. So it's like, that, it's got to be Shuck. I'm team Shuck. And now I was like, you know what? Like, it's probably going to be Shuck. Or I would lean towards it being Shuck, but I wouldn't be surprised or disappointed or upset if it was Morton because he had some damn good moments last year. Like, I can roll with that. I do think his decision making's faster and he gets rid of the ball quicker uh, or just has like a faster release. But, it, you know, what concerns me with Shuck is the thing that also I, one of the things I like the most about him is how effective of a runner he can be just because of his size and how determined he can be when he runs could also get himself hurt in that position. Yep. But we got, I mean, he owned Ole Miss just absolutely demolished him with his feet, with his arm. Um, That's what's still in my head is, is that performance. If that's the guy we're seeing, if that's kind of what we're basing things off of, which we're not because or not, we, that's not, who McGuire's basing it off of, you know, he's seeing him every day in practice and he's, he's taking that in and, and, and making those uh, judgments himself. But as, as flawed as he can be at times, I just really, I can't get that bowl game out of my head. He played so well. And that was, uh, you know, a lot of people like to dispute, well, sure. He's eight and one or whatever it is, but who was it against? You know, it was, against some non-cons or it was against Kansas or it was against this or that. It was like, okay, well, one of them was against Ole Miss and we beat the absolute crap out of him. Yeah. I mean, a lot so, of it was because of how he played. Yeah. He, he was uh 24 of 39 passing on the day versus Ole Miss 242 yards, one touchdown ran 25 times for 111 yards, two more touchdowns. I mean, yeah. Ran 25 times. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, he, he had more carries than he did completions. He was 24 of 39, but 25 rushes. So that's what, 350 yards on his own? 353. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a, so, not a bad day. No. Uh, and speaking of not having a bad day, we are counting down the hours to the NFL draft for our boy, our, no, excuse me, our man, Tyree Wilson, as a man. Who uh, was at the game? Did they show that? They did. They 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 had a they had quite a bit. Spring game had quite a bit on the on the the. Are they awards? 
or they just yes. recognition, whatever you want to call it. They they had a, a good portion of that on the broadcast. They talked about what the award was and who was getting it. Oh, uh, cool. But he, he was there. Uh, there were other players from the the other team, the, the past team, like Kosai uh, Eldridge, and then the guys that were uh, suited up or sorry, not suited up, but there for the team. In uh, the outside linebacker Smith, I'm blanking on his first name, and the defensive tackles that we've already talked about. Um, Tyree Wilson could very well be the number two selection on Thursday night. We, we, we've seen some smoke there and Houston saying that maybe they don't want a quarterback and they don't, you know, they're going to hold on to their number two pick. Um, which I was watching some, uh, it just came up naturally in my, in my algorithm today on TikTok. There were, there's a guy that just posted a bunch of clips from drafting. I was like, I want to go watch that movie. I went to go find it. It's like, I don't have it. Ah, I've got a bunch of baseball. I've never seen it. Oh, it's really good. Um, and I don't know how real it is, but does Kevin Costner sound really gruff? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, that's means it's good in a position where you got the number two selection, but don't want a position that everybody's going to be clamoring after you. Like you might, you might find some value in, in, in trading back uh, because there may be like a, just a wild run on quarterbacks when, when, when it starts to go. Cause like CJ Stroud and Bryce young and Will Levis and all these guys, uh, the guy from Florida, I'm blanking his name, Antonio Richardson, Anthony Richardson, Anthony, Antonio, <laughs> Anthony Richardson, um, where guys may get drafted above their, their, their rankings because enough people want a quarterback and it's kind of a thin, like you've got like a, a real top tier group here, but it's possible that uh, Tyree Wilson could go second overall, which is just absolutely phenomenal. I, he could go uh, depending on, on the, the board you look at the teams that, that need some help on, on the defensive front, uh, maybe down to 10th, but man, you're talking about another Texas tech defensive player being drafted in their first first round. You had Jordan Brooks not that long ago. You know, Tyree Wilson could be a top 10 pick, could be top five. Um, it's just phenomenal. We're super excited to see where he goes and which team he goes to and what other NFL teams going to pick up some fandom here in, in Lubbock. Excuse me. I'm trying to avoid like belching into the microphone. I'm kind of failing a little bit. I, you know, we just got, I mean, it wasn't like a, it. it was yeah kind of a hiccup, but anyways, NFL draft starts on Thursday. He's a guy that's for sure going to hear his name called, uh, Thursday night. Another guy that I think is kind of interesting to kind of follow because we, like everybody knows how dangerous and, uh, not dangerous, but very risky and very hardly ever works out drafting a running back in the first round. But B. John Robinson is getting a ton of love deservedly so right like he's phenomenal but the team that's going to draft him is going to overpay for him and it was going to be super just another you know data point like you shouldn't you shouldn't draft a running back the first round when he gets hurt or here in a couple years his 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 production drops way off um i don't have any i don't have any other thoughts on the draft i don't really know what what the cowboys need Besides some help defensively, uh, yeah, I got nothing. They they may need a running back, and I, I don't think they're in a position to take Robinson. But you you you're not in a position where like the Cowboys need a running back that badly. They'd go after Robinson, but 
uh, interesting name I heard from from the Gouchers thrown out was like, if Roshan Johnson's available, like, would you take him in like the fifth round? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, he's a bulldozer. <laughs> we've we've seen it firsthand. So, uh, is he an every down back? No, but I mean, he could probably really compliment Tony Pollard. Like, you get him and Roshan Johnson. I think that could be a pretty good backfield. Yeah, but I'm not Stephen Jones or well, Jerry Jones. And the Joneses have a habit of watching Big Twelve football. <laughs> they want or, or or regional football because they'll also take some yeah. from like oh that's the, true the SEC West. Yeah, I don't mean to I don't mean to limit to the Big Twelve, but I mean yeah, obviously pretty big fans of Texas Tech sometimes Texas Oklahoma State OU. But yeah, they, they they watch regional football. I always like that about the Cowboys. They usually have at least a couple of quote unquote local guys on just about any, any given year. Yeah. All right. We are, we are going long. Uh, we're not going to go to two hours tonight. I promise you not. I promise you're not going to do that. We're going to get to what do we learn uh, and wrap this up. So let's see if this works and uh, we'll wrap it up, man. What do you say? Let's do it. What do we learn Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. Well, look at that. It worked. I wonder oh, yeah, if the other, if the other one didn't work. Cause it's like a, it's a wrong audio format, which I could just need to go update. Anyways, uh, I will give two quick updates going yard. I started watering the, the, the Bermuda seed it's down. It's being watered. We're a few weeks away from having Bermuda lawn. The problem really quickly is I had sprayed roundup on the remaining ryegrass that's what i had and i guess i had some dormant ryegrass because once i started watering like the yard greened up i was like hold up i sprayed you with roundup twice you're supposed to be dead so uh we're just gonna cut the ryegrass with with the bermuda i'm not i'm not spraying it again i was getting frustrated with that and it'll eventually die it's not supposed to be a, a perennial grass anyways behind behind the dish no, oh boy. little league umpiring update. Um, injury Thursday update. night injury update. Thursday night, I uh, <laughs> I called a juniors game, which is middle school. It's one of the upper divisions in little league baseball. Uh, there is a seniors division, which is high school, but there's a lot of guys playing at, for their high school, and they're not out of little league anyway. It's like nobody seriously playing senior baseball in little league. Juniors is like one of the last ones. Uh, and these are basically teams that are looking to play together between their travel tournaments. Anyways, they're pretty good. I got asked to, to help out with that division since I was free on that night. Uh, I took a pitch, smoked me right in the back of the hand, and like it immediately swelled up. I had an imprint of laces on my hand from when it hit me. I went to the doctor the next morning to get x-rays to make sure it wasn't broken. It wasn't. Um, I can actually use my... the game was it? Oh, it was it was early. It, we were oh, still no. we were still in the first. Uh, I don't think it was the first inning, but it was the first time through the lineup for for the team for the 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 home team. So, Ooh, bottom gosh. of the first, maybe bottom of the second, and we played five innings that night. All right, we say we they played five innings. Um, Thursday was pretty sore. Friday, I I could barely close my fist. Like my hand was so sore. It was so swollen. 
Um, it's still pretty swollen. You won't be able to see it so much. It's still pretty swollen. It didn't bruise up like the doctor said it would. I went to shake somebody's hand today and you know, like <laughs> that person that shakes your hand to their thumb lands right on the back of my hand where it hurts. It's like, yeah, I'm done shaking people's hand for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cause I was, can you, can you even do the fist pump? Well, I could do that. So I, I went to my nephew's baseball game. It was the last baseball game of, of their, of their high school season. And I shook their hands and of course they're, they're, they're high schoolers and they're trying to be all macho and they just played a game. They're giving pretty firm hands. I was like, holy crap, dude, that hurt. <laughs> Cause they were, they were like, just hit like their thumb was landing right on that sensitive, sensitive area in the back of my hand. It was do like, the, do the COVID elbow or whatever COVID, that or the was people's elbow. What it the felt people's, like people's COVID elbow <laughs> bump. Um, but yeah. The so like I said, thing. not broken. It would have been the bone, the metacarpal, the, the long bone in the hand behind your finger before you get to the wrist bones. The doctor said it's actually pretty difficult to break that, that second finger or your, your pointer finger, that bone, the, that same bone on your pinky side on the outside of your hand is actually fairly, fairly fragile. That's the bone I've, I've broken uh, in my foot when I've broken ah. that bone. I've broken that bone. <laughs> um, I'm on the mend. Like I said, I, I, I can use my hand. Shaking hands is a no go. Uh, and when, when I, when I was at the doctor, he's like, so when's your next game? I was like, it'll be Monday night. He's like, uh, you should be okay. <laughs> I was calling, uh, and, and I, I, I'd worked this out beforehand, but before this even happened, but I, I, I requested with my, my assigner to drop down and, and do some, some, my, some farm games, which are the eight, nine year olds. It's like, I, I, I've called a lot of like the older kids, like the 10, 11, 12 year olds. And they like, I've, I've called a lot of the same teams a lot. Like they've seen me a lot. Like they need to see somebody else. I, I want to see somebody else. I told him like, Hey, I'm, I'm okay going down to farm for a little bit. I'm like, okay, okay. We'll put you at farm Monday night. I had one of the games. Like I hate calling these type of games. Like, like the pitchers eight, nine year old, they, they couldn't hit the strike zone. And like, Oh man. Like they're like, it's hard enough to even call like a good strike zone with kids that young. Like the, like it fluctuates so wildly between a kid that's four feet tall versus a five, 10, nine year old, which is not true. They don't have a five, 10 year, but anyways. Um, so like, it's already like your zone already fluctuates a lot because just the size of the kids are so different. But when they're that young and this, their first division of kid pitch, like you try to give them a little bit more, more room on the outside. Is it more of a a generous strike zone. But like once you start going out past the, the guidelines of like, if it's over home plate, the strike, once you start adding, like if it's a ball outside or if it's, you know, whatever you get super inconsistent. Like I, I, I really try not to do that. Cause I'm like, I'm not consistent enough to, to call a very good, big strike zone. I swear, man, there was like one hit all game. And so it just, it was one of those games where like everything, it was all like everything that happened in that game, I called as a home plate on person. It was a strike, strikeout, a walk. Like there were so few plays out in the field. It's like, I hate, absolutely hate games like this because they just, they didn't have enough good pitchers to, to, to get the other team to put the ball in play. And so, you know, there was some parent out there that just umpire just make it all about him. I try not like it there. I didn't hear, I didn't hear any complaints. Like, good, like the, the, there was, I, okay. There were like one or, or two pitches. They were like, Whoa, what was that? And I was like, yeah, I probably missed that. Dirt. 
Well, yeah, it was like, it was close. It would have probably been low, but like, I mean, when these kids are eight years old and they're four feet tall, like their bottom of the zone is like just a few inches off the ground as it is. Mm. And when I hear the ball hit the dirt behind the plate, it's like, uh, that, that may have actually been a strike. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I hate, I've, I've got more farm games Thursday night, Saturday, I'm, 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 and then all of next week, Monday and Thursday. But I've already talked about it. Uh, I've already used the proceeds to to purchase my uh, my Blackstone. It arrived. That's I've, right. God, I haven't unpacked it. I was. You need to savor that. I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something to you, Michael. I'm not as strong as I used to be. We have a video uh-huh. doorbell. We have a video. the The FedEx man carried this to my front door and put it down. I walked outside. I could barely drag the stupid box, which is, I think like 120, 130 pounds. Cause it's a 36 inch cast iron griddle. Right. Plus yeah. everything else that's in the box. I was shamed by the FedEx man on my doorbell cam, that I could hardly move this thing. I haven't set it up yet. Cause I need to clean off my patio and then do, to do that. I need to move the scrap yeah. lumber from all the crap that was on the, the shed Anyways, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm taking recommendations for needed and uh, actual uh, good accessories and tools. I've got like a, a good scraper. I've got like a a cover. I, I need to get the hard cover. Um, I also because I've never had a gas grill need to figure out the buying of propane and how that process works. I've never had to do it, so I don't know how this works. And then well, you just go, that's a good point. I, I don't really know how it works either because I grew up before the gas bottle exchange existed and we just had a propane guy because we, one of our, one of our old farm trucks ran on propane. So I grew up with it and my grandma's house, she had a giant propane tank in her yard and that's what she used to heat her home and to use the stove and all that kind of stuff. Cause she lived out way out of town. So I grew up with propane just being around. It wasn't that big of a deal. And then, um, you know, I move into the city and I still have my old propane tanks from dad. And so I would go to the propane place over behind Pedro's tamales and just have them fill my tank. But I think most people just get a tank and you can exchange it like in a ton of places outside of convenience stores and Walmarts. I'm sorry. It's one of the... One of the many city things I have yet to kind of learn, even though I've lived here for 20 years. It's a definite gap in my knowledge. And I, I fr- from what I've heard, I should probably get two. So I always have one full on hand. So once True. one's empty, I, I can hook up the second one and then exchange the empty one. So I always yes. have it on hand. So I'm not running out in the middle of a cook. Apparently, very few of them come with like actual gauges on them that tell you how much is in the in the tank. Uh, which is uh, a glaring oversight in my opinion. Like, why would you not want to know how much is in that tank? As someone's never like actually used propane, I don't know the weight of these bottles just yet. Like, oh, that's a full tank. That, oh, that one's actually really empty. Or it's going to sound like this when you turn it on. Yeah, so. you can kind of tell it actually jostles around a little bit. And it, yes, it definitely weighs a lot less once it starts running low, but you're not just, you're not over there picking it up, messing with it while you're cooking. Well, I, no, it, it's, it's supposed to be like attached, attached and hung up on the grill. And anyways, so I've got that, I've got the, uh, the seasoning stuff. I'm ready to go. I, I'm excited to get it going. 
Uh, I just haven't set it up yet. I haven't cleaned off the patio to do it, but proceeds from umpiring games as, as provided for me to get into the griddle gang. And I'm excited. I'm excited too. I, I wanted to touch base on something that also kind of brought me down a peg as far as strength issues. I forgot. I think, um, years ago, we we bought a king bed. We'd had a queen bed for forever. And then we were like, let's we're we're going for it. Let's do a king bed. And so we got it delivered. Guy shows up to the house. Box springs on a king bed, of course, you have two. So it's basically two twins mm-hmm. twin size box springs side by side. But the guy shows up to the house and it's just him. And I don't think I was here. I don't remember, but it still demoralized me anyway. Brought in the king mattress by himself. Have you ever, I mean, that's like, I used to deliver mattresses. Now they were Tempur-Pedics too. And so delivering a Tempur-Pedic mattress, especially outside of the box, is, is kind of like corralling a dead body. <laughs> it's just, there's no form to it. It's just wherever. Now, ours wasn't a Tempur-Pedic, but it's still, those king-size mattresses are massive. And this guy, oh, I got it. <laughs> okay, brother. But he did just manhandle it by himself all the way to our back bedroom, down hallways, all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah, there's no way in hell I could have done that. I have, I've not had a king bed. I've slept on king bed obviously several times, but I don't, we don't own one. I want to, uh, not because we need the size between us because Samantha's not a big girl, which I'm, 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 I'm thankful for that. You know, it's not just me that like I take up all the bed and just, she has this little tiny space and anyways, weird, weird tangent. Sorry. <laughs> we've Get talked about it because because we we've got we've got uh dogs that like to sleep yes. in the bed with us uh and the older dog she's thankfully stopped getting up on the bed one because she she needs a lot of help to get up into the bed now and we've actually trained her just out of saying no a bunch that she just sleeps on her like her little pallet next to the bed she has like this old uh comforter that's always been hers she's always had as her bed but um We've always talked about having a king size bed one because like we can have space to kind of stretch out and do whatever we want, so we not disrupt the other person. Um, but also, if we have dogs uh, in the bed with us, the younger dog actually will sleep with Grayson or in the hallway between everybody. She's a, a, a she's a uh, a herding dog, and like her oh, instincts, nice. like she has to know where everybody is, so she sleeps legitimately in the hallway where she can see everybody from where there's where their rooms are supposed to be like okay i know grayson's in this room i know hayden's in this room Samantha and spencer back there like she's in the middle of everything she knows where everybody's at the older dog wants to sleep in the bed like pushed up against you either on your back or against your legs yeah. like dog but she's not in the bed anymore so our cat we talked about it sometimes we talked about it all right michael what else have you learned i have learned a couple of things okay so my pal Ace Man came into into town, and pal is that's not even right. He's it's it's much more than that. I've known the guy since like 1998, so it's been a while. <laughs> uh, went to college together, went to South Plains together, went to Texas Tech together. He's got his physical therapy degree from Tech. He's Doctor Ace Man technically. So anyway, he came into town. We got to go see Turnpike Troubadours on Friday. Nice. Which kicked 
kicked all sorts of ass because I can't think of, I cannot think of many concerts because we've been to a lot of concerts together. Um, neither of us could think of a concert where the crowd was in it that much the entire time. And that made it so much more fun because, and they weren't rowdy or, you know, annoying or anything. They were just singing to every song, not in an annoying way either. You know, like some of those Taylor Swift videos you hear, but everybody was just pumped. It was awesome. Good job, Lubbock. That they will definitely come back. Uh, you know, and I think part of that was because I don't think Turnpike's been here since 2016. It was almost exactly seven years. So, um, glad to see all of that. That was a lot of fun. A couple other things we did. I took him to a couple places to eat. We wanted to go to Caprock Friday night before the concert, but the wait was like an hour and a half because, of course, it was. It's 5:30 on a Friday. It's already insane. It's to be so we went to Ike's. Yeah. Been there. Went to Ike's. That was good. Like that place. That's one of our go-tos. Walked right in, got a table. Went to Rain Cafe for breakfast Saturday morning. Underrated spot on 50th, in my personal opinion. Um, had a pork chop. It was really good. And then he actually took back, he went back home that evening. And so my wife and I went to Italian Garden, which, man, I just feel like, Every time it's so good. And I tried different things. I had like this spicy, I forgot what it was called. I butchered the name. I actually, I had to do that thing where I pointed at it. <laughs> oh no. Cause it, it was like abadado or abrogata or medulla oblongata. I don't remember what it was, but it was, uh, it was a penne pasta with a spicy marinara. And okay. To you, it may not have been that spicy, but to, but to your old boy over here, his head was sweating. It was good though. It was really good. So we enjoyed that. I just wanted to have a shout out to local Lubbock restaurants. And so I was glad to take, um, take Adam to go see those or to go to Ike's and rain. And then the other thing, I know you want to mention something else, but I'm sorry. One last thing. Friday I had the day off and I keep getting these emails. I am, you know, a fast food app addict. I'm trying to quit. So I have the Taco Bell one. And I'm always getting emails, come try the breakfast, 15% off today if you're this or that or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I, I took our kindergartner to school. I put in an order and it was like 7.45 or whatever. And it accepted the order. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to get 15% off and I'm finally going to try one of these breakfast crunch wraps because I love crunch wraps. And I get over to the, the Taco Bell and I'm not going to say which one because fast food people are backbones of our country. <laughs> and I don't want anybody getting in trouble. So anyway, I pull into the one I pulled into and it was 7.50, I guess, by that point. Pull up to the window, nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's one car in the parking lot and I'm thinking this is a bad sign. And so I, I talked to the or not the window. I talked to the speaker for a while and finally, okay, I'm just going to go up to the window. So I go up to the window. I see like one or two people in there. And finally, someone comes over to the window holding a wad of cash. Like they're obviously not open. <laughs> they are getting the place open. And she just opened the window long enough to say, we don't open till eight 15 and then close the window. <laughs> I was like eight 15. 
I wonder if they were like, if they're running behind, like it's gonna it's gonna be a few minutes before we're up and going. Like, we're was. supposed to be we're supposed to be open at eight, but we're not gonna be open by eight. Yeah, and so I was like, well, I'm not gonna sit in the parking lot for 25 minutes. <laughs> so I had canceled my order. So Taco Bell breakfast is now my white whale. That's why I'm I'm saying to call me Ishmael here on the little screen because the, they, they all the time it's like come eat our breakfast. There's all these coupons why, and all these would, things. But, why would you not be open for out. breakfast? Well, yeah, be open. And two, you know, they send out all these coupons at like 730 in the morning. Like, guys, I've already figured out breakfast or I'm, I can't like shift my day at 730 and be like, oh, yeah. You know what? I do have time to get breakfast on the way to work. You, no, no. It's like I'm just getting out of the shower. I'm. It's No, I'm not checking my email for fast food breakfast stuff. So anyway. Someday I'll try it. <laughs> so I, I I've had some issues with the with the Taco Bell app as well. And what it what it's been is like, obviously like they're just as notorious for having like their their icy slushy machine, whatever they call it, the the Fortisa freeze <laughs> machine down. But sure. they'll certainly take your order for it. Um, and then you get to the the you, you get to the restaurant to pick up your order. It's like, oh, by the way, you can't pick up your freeze because our machine's not working. But we're gonna substitute a soda for you. Like. That freeze was like $5. That soda you're going to give me is like yeah. 90 cents. Okay? Like well, you're, you a, need to refund or change it or something. That's another thing that they constantly push down your throat. Like get a free freeze if you spend a dollar or whatever. Or get a, you know, use this to get your free. And I never get it because I don't it's never working. usually want that. I usually, if, anyway. Yeah, that, and then Whataburger had this weird thing today where apparently it was double points day, but not for me. What the hell? They have no offers anymore. Their app sucks now. I am kind of done with it. I see you. I got Whataburger. If you're, if, you're, if you're getting Whataburger for a family of five, as you might be, it may not take you 18 months to earn enough points for a, 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 an actual Whataburger. And, you know, I, for I, me, I, it's me just <laughs> usually getting it lunch like once every couple of weeks. It's going to take me until my kids in college before I can pay for a double meat water burger with 1200 points with $120 worth of water burger. I was, uh, I was explaining to Samantha, like how they, they recently changed their reward system. It went from like visits, which you could very obviously like you could, you oh, could mess that system fry. up. That's a visit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you would get a reward every five visits. Now, like it's based on how much money you spend, but they also had that transition period where they took how many rewards you had in the bank and just kind of gave you points for it. I don't want to tell you how many points I have, <laughs> but we, we got a, we got a, a, a shake with our, with my meal tonight. You got a phone call from the president. Like, sir, you need to spend some of your rewards. It, it's like my office saying, Spencer, you need to take some of your PTO and get the hell out of here. <laughs> You're answering this call from Chicago, sir. It's Mr. Waterburger on the line. <laughs> um, really quick. So going back to your, your, your Italian garden thing. Uh, I don't know if you, if you guys are part of anybody locally or part of the, the LBK foodies group on Facebook. There's been a lot of love for Benito's recently, a new How Italian restaurant. This? Where, where is it? I'm going to look it up. Uh, I don't know, but I want to go like the, the menu looks great. They've had some rave reviews and, uh, as, as one is to, to do in this town, they blow up a restaurant right when it first opens. Uh, Benito's is going to make, you know, their first several years worth of, of, uh, of revenue here in the next few weeks. Uh, like I said, been getting really good reviews. I want to go check it out. 
Um, well, that's it for me, man. I don't, I don't know Same what here. else you got. Uh, what else you want to talk about? I say we wrap it up. I said we were going to go two hours. We're at, we're at 146, 147. Um, so yeah, l- let me see if this works. Otherwise I have to do it in, in post. Doesn't look like it's going to work, which is fine. I can handle that on my own. Uh, but that'll do it for us on the 23 personnel podcast. Um, covered baseball. You need to get the series win. If not more this weekend versus Kansas state, you need to avoid, uh, Abilene Christian and Sam Houston state. We are rooting for our boy, our man, excuse me. I've done that twice now. Tyree Wilson to do super well in the NFL draft on Thursday spring game. I didn't tell you this, Michael, uh, spring games are stupid. The, we, we need to, we need to move to a, a new format, uh, a spring ex- exhibition game or something. I don't know. It's gotta be different. Um, besides all the stuff we talked about in, in, in the football section, I was just like, it, it needs a change. And, and that that's, it's bad. I, I, I can't stand it, dude. Maybe we can uh, propose the spring game change next week. Yeah, sure. We'll, 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 what would our ideal spring game look like? And we'll talk about that next week, but that'll do it for us in 23 personnel podcast for Michael. I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.